Welcome to Tech News of the Week with your host, Sammy Simoleons. Welcome to Totally Not Our Waldo. Yes, we're, we found him, and it's not our Waldo. It's somebody else's. We have to give it back. This is our uh, weekly brief tech news podcast where we pick out four things that were interesting to us, and we wrote words about them. Chris is going to be kicking things off today since I was responsible for the main again. So I guess, like, go ahead. Ah, shut up. You're fine. AI can be useful? Reading unopened scrolls from Herculaneum with computers. Herculaneum is a town in Italy you may never have heard of. You are probably well familiar with its lamer, more outgoing cousin, Pompeii, though. Mm -hmm. Same volcano, same disaster, same situation where the whole town was buried by ash for 2,000-odd years. Most everything paper-related in both towns was, of course, incinerated. But some, in unique circumstances, were not. They were merely completely carbonized and thus completely preserved in a way, which is mm. good. What completely carbonized means, however, is the paper became carbon, which can't be unrolled, which is bad. These scrolls are so fragile that they disintegrate to the touch. So what can we possibly do with something that can't be opened and the ink that was on the paper is totally indiscernible? Well, scientists have done a lot of work scanning these scrolls with ever more precise electron microscopes that has given a detailed digital unrolled version of the scrolls. Hmm. So that alone is an accomplishment. Yeah. Reading the ink, though, as discussed, still a problem because it is completely illegible. The Vesuvius Challenge is a public IT challenge for anyone with the skills to try to build an algorithm to read the ink off of these unrolled digital scrolls. This has been going on for a little while, but this week saw the first few winners. Algorithms contributed by independent teams allowed the words that either mean purple dye or cloths of purple to be clearly read. Hmm. Now, that is not much, but it's a start. And it is the first time that those words have been read by human eyes in 2,000 years. Which, if you're of a certain mindset, is pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. All right. And also, the dude won $40,000 for reading one word. So if this is something you're at all interested in, hop to it, kid. <laughs> you should have led with the second one. <laughs> oh, AI can be useful, too. Ebook Boogaloo. Project Gutenberg is an online library of free ebooks that are in the public domain. Now, despite what Disney might have you believe, intellectual property is actually supposed to end up in the public domain after a relatively short period of time. Popular titles. God damn you, Sonny Bono. <laughs> True story. Oh, you thought he just had trouble with Cher. Popular titles in the Gutenberg library include Romeo and Juliet. You heard of it? Frankenstein and Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. 
and that is among 70,000 plus titles. The thing is, reading is hard, and I have shit to do. That's why I love audiobooks, and I'd really like it if some of those 70,000 titles were available in audio format. But alas, human readers are expensive and busy, which is where a partnership between Microsoft, Google, and MIT step in using AI to generate 5,000 open license audiobooks. This isn't the first time someone has attempted to use text-to-speech for audiobooks. However, previous efforts tend to sound robotic and basically unlistenable for a novella-length work or longer. The new models being used by developers at Microsoft have a far more natural cadence and timber and result in a far more enjoyable experience, even if it doesn't reach the heights of a Stephen Fry or a Roy Detrice. If you're interested, the entire project is open source and published on Microsoft's Synapse ML site. You can find all the books on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the Internet Archive. Also, if you want to hear some of those books read by amateurs, there's a website that you might want to check out called LibriVox, hmm. which does something quite similar with humans of wildly disparate talent. <laughs> Fair. Let's take it down a notch, huh? Let's do that. DRAM and SSD components about to get more expensive Oh. Technical term. I mean, it was a decent run, right? After a year or so of consumers benefiting from overstock DRAM and NAND base components, dipping prices for things like RAM and SSDs, it looks like manufacturers have caught on and just sort of, uh, what's the word? Stopped making things. <sighs> yeah, the AMD move. Mm -hmm. They're great. Let's bump that stock price. The first half of the year saw prices drop by like 30% on average across the board uh, mm -hmm. for DRAM and NAND-based things, which is wild. And retailers were apparently against. In response to this, the Taiwan United Daily reports that manufacturers started cutting production in Q3. Samsung was highlighted as cutting production in half starting in September. All of this is estimated to cause prices to start rising by as much as 10 to 15%, and that's just before the end of this year. This component glut has been compounded by the overall lesser demand for new computers, a trend that has actually been several years in the making. As everybody knows, the future is plastic. I mean, tablets. Tablets. And since tablets are really just DRAM and SSDs in a trench coat pretending to be a computer, based on these trends, don't expect them to be cheaper than last year's models. It's a good thing I hate tablets. Just cannot use them. Don't like them at all. Anyway, Microsoft retiring NTLM, finally. NTLM, more like WTF. For those um, not deeply steeped in the Microsoft ecosystem, NTLM, or NT LAN Manager, is an authentication system used between two Windows systems that may not otherwise share a common authentication authority. As the NT in its name applies, the protocol has been around since the Windows NT days, 
before the advent of Kerberos and Active Directory. NTLM has also been the source of countless vulnerabilities and hacks over the past two decades. And despite Kerberos being the default authentication protocol since Windows 2000, somehow NTLM has stuck around. Well, because Microsoft. Indeed, many applications and services have NTLM hard-coded into their stack, causing them to break if an organization chooses to disable NTLM. Kerberos, as implemented by Microsoft, assumes line of sight to a domain controller for authentication, making it unsuitable for many use cases. Starting in future versions of Windows 11, Microsoft will be rolling out IA Curb and Local KDC, which remove the line of sight requirement for domain controllers and supplant the need to use NTLM at all. Future versions of Windows may start shipping with NTLM disabled or wholly deprecated, so administrators are encouraged to start taking stock of apps using NTLM and plan accordingly. Now, NTLM has always been fairly insecure, and authentication has largely moved on to better models. Security-conscious organizations disabled NTLM on the domain as soon as they could, and now it seems Microsoft will do the same for everyone else. As Lizzo said, it's about damn time. As a quick aside, VBScript is also being removed from future Windows releases. If we're talking about attack vectors for Windows, NTLM and VBScript are like peanut butter and chocolate. But how will how will my spreadsheets work? <laughs> Not with VBScript, I'll tell you that much. Oh, geez. Yep, Microsoft. Making things more se- secure? It's a question. All right, that's it. We're done. Go away. Bye. <laughs>